Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, friends. This is Odd and Rags from Frau Pow. <laughs> we have some really exciting news. We're now sponsored by 808 Roller Skate. Woo! Yay! So 808 Roller Skate is owned by two amazing people, Half Pint Hellfire and Hijinks. And they are located on 405 Route 17 at Monroe, New York. And if you are like most people in our lives and don't live in New York, by all means, check them out on 808rollerskate.com. It's 808rollerskate.com. And basically, they have all your roller derby, roller sport needs. You need new wheels? Check them out. You need new pads? Check them out. Need some fun socks? They got it. Need helmets? They're pretty awesome. New boots, new whatever you need for roller derby or other roller sports. They got you covered. And they're super nice and very helpful if you go in and tell them sort of what you are thinking about doing in roller derby and what your level of experience is and what your budget is. Um, They'll sit down with you and show you a lot of different options that will fit your feet. Right. They're just super informative and know their shit. So go check them out at 808rollerskate.com. Welcome to Frau Pow, we're your hosts, Autumn Rags. So, we're very excited to have some really beautiful, lovely people in the studio with us today. Um, we are interviewing Caitlin and Birdbrain, the duo that make up the awesome collective called Chub Club. Caitlin and Birdbrain are fat and fierce roller skaters from Lehigh Valley. They are working to cultivate a skate community that is both inclusive and empowering. Together, they develop Chub Club, a collective that highlights those elements of the skate community and creates more visibility for plus-size skaters. They believe that skating is for everybody. They also have some really sick merch that you can find through their Instagram at Chub, Chub Club Official. So, thanks for coming in today. We're really excited to have you here. Thanks for making the drive. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> us. Um, so why don't we start out and have you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, I'm Caitlin. Uh, um, I started roller skating. Eleni and I actually joined. We were friends before, but or bird brain. Uh, but we joined Two Rivers Roller Derby together. Um, and we played roller derby on and off for like two years. And then we started park skating. And then we started all types of skating. Um I am Birdbrain or Eleni. Uh, we, you know, started skating about three and a half ish years ago, um, and after kind of a year ish or two uh, long run in Derby, I was kind of wanted to take a break. And on Mother's Day, I was like, "I'm going to the skate park because life is really stressful." And that's kind of that started that. <laughs> that and I really followed fun. her. <laughs> 
Um, so tell us about like park skating. Personally, I'm terrified of it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me three. Yeah, I, me four. All of us are scared of it. I think. I think everyone is. It's scary at first. Um, I. I mean, it's just a different type of skating. I like it because it's. I mean, we talk about this literally all the time, but. Um, <laughs> I love derby because it's like very structured, but the thing I yeah. like about park skating or like artistic or whatever, like non-derby skating is that you can like go at your own level and your own pace and be creative. I mean, you can do this in derby too, but like a team is not relying on you. It's all about like finding yourself in the space of, of the skate park. So it's a little bit more like you can do what you want with it. So can we back up for a second and define park skating? Um, so park skating is basically when you go to the skate park. Um, I would What's say a skate park. A skate park is a collection of elements um, that are <laughs> skatable. <laughs> so it's like generally um, on like a skateboard or a yeah. BMX bike. Um, so think Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony yeah, Hawk, like the and there's 90s. all different kinds like bulls, um, plaza style, mini ramps, half pipes, like that type of stuff. Is plaza it, style like with all the rails? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of edges and a lot stairs. Of, like, pyramid and... type shapes. Mm -hmm. okay. um, it's also like sometimes referred to as aggressive skating. Um, that's like the OG term, I think. Of, For park like, skating, it's called aggressive skating? Yeah, I don't I think it comes from like aggressive inline. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I know kind of... nothing about that, but I want to call it aggressive <laughs> skating from now on. I just want to know why of... that's called aggressive skating, but derby is not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, that's confusing to me about it. I prefer to call it just like ram, I don't know, ram skating or like freestyle skating because I think there are like aggressive elements to it, but I also think there's like, I tend to gravitate towards more like spinny, like more like dancey, like freeform stuff than like uh, grinding a rail. Personally, that's what I gravitate towards. Yeah, I feel like um, for me, I like to kind of just like have a like small collection of tricks and just try to like be as creative as possible when you mm -hmm. like look at the elements because you're like, all right, there's just piles of concrete around me or <laughs> skate light or, or yeah. whatever it's made from asphalt uh, yeah we don't really have a lot of concrete but <laughs> um you know you're looking at this concrete you're like what can my feet with wheels on them do in this environment um and then you kind of at first look at it and you're like oh, i don't ride on things <laughs> and that's moderately you know terrifying. and like, the, the best part is one foot fun. on this yeah <laughs> like if you just want to ride all over the skate park and it's empty and you're not getting like snake in people's runs then Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the cool thing about it is that you can sort of make it whatever you want it to be. It can be like, you know, there are skaters that skate at the park and can do like a backflip, uh, which is cool. Uh, but you can also just like flow and and do whatever you want. And I think because like the skate parks near us are there's not that many and they're kind of far apart. Um, the one closest to me is Plaza style, which is like not really built for quad skating. So we really had to learn how to be creative within that space mm -hmm. in order to like use all of the elements. And the thing about this particular park is um, the transitions are really, really tight and steep. So what that means is uh, if you were to like take um, and make like a 10 foot diameter circle, that's like a really slow slope to a ramp right. um, where a lot of these go vert within like 
three, four feet. So yeah. it's like two like a really cramped, <laughs> really cramped space. Yeah. yeah. So it goes from being so vert just means that it goes to vertical as a you know like up the ramp. Uh, so it goes from being sort of like a curve directly to vertical, which if you're on like a skateboard or a bike or something, it's really fun. But on quad skates, you have to have a lot more momentum to be able to like pull yourself up that, especially yeah. if you're a plus size skater, which is like a whole other element of, of skating in the park. It's just different. So think- how did you guys lose or how did you guys um like learn how to park skate? <laughs> like when I go there, I literally put my skates on. And then I sort of just skate around. And, you know, there's a couple of, like, little, like, bumps that you can, like, skate over. I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm done. And all the ramps kind of just, like. We used to just watch videos. And then we'd be like, okay, we watched a video. Let's go fuck around. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, a great way to start, honestly. Yeah. And that's really how we started. We watched a lot of, like, Chicks and Bowls, which Mm -hmm. was, like, the first, like, tutorial style video that was like yeah just like rock back and forth on a transition Mm -hmm. I spent that whole first summer basically just pumping in our local (laughs) three foot mini like all summer for hours and for me like in my muscle memory like it took me all summer to be like oh so this is what pumping (laughs) feels like and then I was like I think I may be ready to drop in. And you see all these people who like on, on Instagram and stuff who are like dropping in on their first time to the park. And that is amazing. Like good for you having the gusto to do that. But it took me like uh, two months to work up the nerve of like standing up there and staring down. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> two years in and I haven't dropped in, which I think is like, what's cool about park skating is like, there's no, like you have to do this by this time. Like there's nothing that like dictates that it's like, you can do what there's you no want. There's no rule book. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's like you could like struck like there's stuff that you can like learn, but there's no like mm. you have to do this in two months or like you're not allowed to come to the park anymore. Like that's not a yeah. thing that happens. And then we went to so we watch a lot of chicks and bowls. Well, you watch a lot of yeah. chicks. And I think that's what kind of brought me to it in the first place is that I had reached this point in Derby where it wasn't fun anymore yeah I like I feel like everyone gets to that point and they Mm -hmm. usually get over it and but I was at this point where like I was like I love skating but I want it to be mine again Mm -hmm. um and like I'll come back to like a team when I'm there um so I was like you know what I park skating was perfect for me because I was like I'm here for me and I'm not here for anybody else and that was like a refreshing like it's like what I needed at that time yeah 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 um so you mentioned like the difference for plus size skaters yeah. in park skating. So how have you guys navigated that? Like, Ugh. and when I see like videos on it, you know, videos like Lady Trample, definitely not plus size. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Planet Roller Skate, also not plus mm-hmm. size ladies. You know, so how have you guys sort of figured that out for yourselves? <laughs> That's remember, a good question. Yeah. I remember when we first started uh, park skating like two and a half years ago, um, I went on iDerby. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, anybody out there know of any like plus size park skaters? And Pigeon from Moxie was oh like, gosh. oh, hey, uh, that would be me. And I'm yeah. like, yes. I forgot she was on Planet Roller Skate. I love her. I, yeah. I love her. Um, and I feel like she was the first and for a long time, the only plus size reference that had that, visibility. That we, yeah, yeah. That was like, like out within, there and yeah. like had a presence. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, seeing Pigeon was was really awesome because it was like, yes, like in 
we and we talk about this a lot, but like in roller derby, there are a lot of plus size skaters. Like there's a lot yeah. of body diversity in general within roller derby. And I've Definitely. seen like plus size skaters jam and I've seen plus size skaters block. Like I've seen them, you know, do every position within roller derby, which is amazing. And then when we switched over to being more of like park skaters or artistic skaters, there was nobody um, aside from pigeon. And so we sort of learned a lot on our own, just like what works for us. How can we like, because, you know, if you're somebody like estrogen, who's like basically a superhuman uh, <laughs> and you're, you know, you can get that like air out the way that like our bodies get air out is going to be completely different. We're not going to be able to get that same momentum with this, the weight and mass of our body. Um, and so not two years ago, I went to Moxie skate camp and that's when I was like, oh, there's other plus size skaters. Um, and you found a lot like on Instagram organically, but even just like going to skate camp and like meeting other people that weren't mm-hmm. like straight size was like, cool, you can do like I can do this, which is like a weird thing. But yeah, no, it's not weird at all. I mean, <laughs> I barely believe I can like skate and I'm like pretty like in quote unquote like average size. Yeah. And mm-hmm that I it's just good to know that like I don't know skating has taught me a lot about my body and Mm -hmm, like how much like strength my body Mm -hmm, has and like what it can do for me and I can only imagine what that might be like for someone who can't doesn't have any sort of visual reference for that like there are plenty of people out there with my in my size like skating I also just feel like because you know if you're if you're heavy set, you know, if you're if you're being called fat, like you're not you're getting stigmatized on a lot of different directions. So I can only, you know, I'm quote unquote an athlete, right? Because mm-hmm. I have the body size and I have the body type and you know, I I do athletics things, so I'm I'm considered an athlete. Right. Whereas if there's a heavy set skater on the track, or even if it's even um I follow this one weightlifter on Instagram who is a super heavyweight. And she's a world record holder in Olympic weightlifting. And people still (laughs) do not take into account like that she's an athlete because she's fat. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, she's facing so many stigmas. And every single day she posts something about like, yo, this is my body. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. It's amazing what my body can do. But you need to deal with the fact that it doesn't look like your body. Yeah. I think that's something that we've... uh, I think that's something that's really awesome. That's been really awesome for us um, because we did sort of start skating on ramps before there was a lot of visibility for plus size skaters. Um, And so we were just like, we're just going to like do this and figure it out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we got to really be part of like that initial burst without seeing other people. And it was really cool to be like, I can do this and I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, also there was some other athletes that I I thought were like really, really um, influential and and that I found like right when we first started skating Um, and uh, like Dana Falsetti uh, Mm -hmm. from, you know, Mm -hmm. the yoga community and Jessamine Stanley. And I I would see them do these Mm. inverts and I'm like, yo, that is a game changer for me. Like, yeah, I as a fat person can be upside down. That's a thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, that and was those like women are fucking strong. Yo. Like I right. cannot be I can't hold 
like a handstand or a headstand at all. And I'm like, for me and seeing those women, I'm like, that is a reminder. Like everybody Mm -hmm. looks so different and that strength looks so different Mm -hmm. on every person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I remember like early on, maybe even before, well, I guess when we started park skating, um, we both really wanted to learn how to shoot the duck. And I remember like there were no resources for how to like how to shoot the duck aside from like one that was like, oh, you just like bend over and squat and then like you're shooting the duck. And we're like, I literally cannot do it. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, uh, there was like, yes, Kate. So shoot the duck is basically a rolling pistol squat. Um, so yeah. you're, you're, you know, bent with one leg, you're reaching out for the other. And a lot of the tutorials will tell yeah. you to like bend down and touch your toes first. <clears throat> and once you're stable doing that to kick your leg out. Um, but like, I can't touch my toes when yeah. I'm rolling because I have a belly in the way and that's part of like my body. So I had to be like, all right, well, I'm getting a lot of advice that doesn't well, like, it, yeah. it's it's good advice for maybe another body, but I need to find my own way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I remember you like, sorry to cut you off. I, I wiped out so many times. I but lost I also all remember my you like summer. messaging me or like us talking and you being like, maybe just like plus size people can't do it because like because of the body yeah. type that we have. And I remember finding going through Jessamine Stanley. Is that her last name? Yeah. Her Instagram and like scrolled through, got like a couple in and saw her doing like a pistol squat. And I was like, yo, no, you can definitely do it. And then you worked at it for like a very long time and busted your ass until you got it. That's when I learned to stop wearing jorts. (laughs) (laughs) There's no there's no rule book. And, you know, you can be considered athletic, quote unquote athletic. And you could still have difficulty because, like, you don't have the that that motion, the right. hip motion, because you mm-hmm. don't you don't have big hips, or like maybe you're slighter in frame, so you have to learn how to redistribute your weight, or maybe you're heavier yeah. in frame, so now you have to redistribute your weight very differently. And there's there's no rule book, there's no one way of seeing it. So like, what you have to do is you have to look towards the people who look like you mm-hmm. and have successfully done it. And then you have to learn from them. And, you know, we're always trying to figure out, like, okay, well, you kind of skate like this person, so we're going to partner you up with them. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it would be like if you didn't have somebody to look at or, you know, you had very few people to look at, whereas, you know, somebody in my frame, I have a lot more people to look at, you know? Mm -hmm. I have have more, quote-unquote, role models because they're more visible. I was talking to um, Tyler, Odd's partner on the way here, and we were trying to pronounce a word Fatleets, fat, fat, fat <laughs> athletes, fatleets, fatleets, I, I feel like it just if you just mush it all together, like the t and the th and yeah, just, and just commit to it, fatleets, Okay, maybe I don't know. So I'm gonna just extrapolate that fat, fatleets, <laughs> fatleets are just athletes who are fat. They're heavy. Mm-hmm. And you're killing it anyway. So you're doing amazing. And you just word bash. So you're already my favorite people ever. Um, so like, can you can you talk about that? Can you talk about like why like why it's important to be a athlete and representing who you're representing? I think um, one thing that is is so important for people to see fat people doing things while they're fat and not waiting till they lose weight. 
mm-hmm. to try it. And I feel like that's such a common thing is like, oh, I want to lose weight so I can do this activity. And it's like, why? Or I want to do this activity in to, order to lose to weight. To lose weight. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you can do a thing you love and be fat while doing it without any tensions of that changing. What? Like, <laughs> that's so strange. Like, <laughs> just so unheard yeah. of. Oh, mind blown. Like, and, and I feel like every time you see you know, like uh, like dancers like Eric Cavanaugh, like leaping. You're like, oh shit! Like, why why mm-hmm. am I not trying it at least? Yeah, <laughs> like, like you yeah. know, if I want to like, do it. Like, I can. Put- if if I have role models like this, then like, why shouldn't I give it a go? Yeah, like, right. Uh, we get noticed. Uh, <laughs> we stand out a little bit, but like we always get comments. What like people saying, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are on roller skates. That's amazing. And we hear a lot like, oh, I can't roller skate because like I'm too old. I'm out of shape. I'll fall. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think like we, I don't know, we have had the privilege of having people like message us and be like, oh, I started skating because of you. Or like um, I'm a plus size person and I weigh this much. Is it like even possible for me to skate? Uh, so that I think has been really cool to be part of that. Yeah, for sure. So how did Chub Club come out of all of this? I mean, I think it's like a pretty self-evident like way that it evolves, but can you talk about it? Yeah. Like how did you guys like come up with this idea? I mean, besides just being like amazing and like going out and figuring out how to park skate, which I am very intimidated to do. I want to make that very clear. But like, how did you guys come up with this like idea for the collective? So um, it's kind of it's a it's a little bit of a weird story. So last year um, when Caitlin went to Moxie Camp, I remember you actually FaceTimed me from there. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, next year I'm going. It's happening. I'm finding a way to California. I don't care what it takes. Um, And um, I've been like illustrating and doing stuff for a long time. And I've always been really like nervous about like putting it out there because it's Mm -hmm. such a vulnerable thing. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we were talking about ways to get there. And I was like, maybe I should put one of my things on a shirt and sell it um, to get there and uh, sold enough to pay for the trip. Um, is it your shirt you're wearing now? Actually, no. Or is it the, uh, the, the black one? Yeah, yeah, the one with the, the circular it's design. really cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, and uh, we, so I was able to raise enough to go. And um, while we were there, um, I guess the Moxie shop uh, had reached out and said, like, what's your wholesale situation? Um, oh and I was gosh. like, my what, 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 what? And I was like, um, well, give me a day to kind of regroup and I'll get back to you. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. That's um, so cool. And then we just kind of like through the process of the fundraiser realized that like this was a void that needed to be filled. Yes. Um, and that so many people were like, what? There's merch with like, Fat, fat skaters? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, it's like, even rewind. There's merch with fat people? <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, we just, we didn't, re- I didn't realize, like, how much that need, uh, how much that, like, it was really, how much <laughs> the need existed. And they're, like, what I love about your merch is that it's also, like, the women are also not, like, sexualized or they don't look dumpy. They just look like normal humans. And it's so I just I love it so much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. All agreement in this corner. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we have found like a really interesting way to like our, our like our process in creating our merch, um, where it's like a very collaborative approach um where i'll come up like do some like the sketching and the illustrating and attempt with my extremely limited knowledge of anything computer like art related um and then i like you know you help me help make the it a design (laughs) like you know to make it a thing yeah so i work i am a graphic designer um but i think like we have tried to like work together on projects before and I think um like similar type of things but when when Eleni or Birdbrain uh <laughs> I call her Eleni cuz I knew her before Birdbrain you but can tell me whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> um when she took like took the initiative and did this fundraiser for her to be able to go to Moxie camp I was like I thought to myself, like, it's really important for each of us to have, like, our own voice within the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to do it as a collective. So if Eleni, like, you know, the original shirt that we still sell, uh, the circle, shoot the duck print, um, is, like, a bird brain original print. Uh, but then when we collaborate on stuff, it's Chub Club, you know. So mm-hmm. We still have like our own identities within the collective, which I think is really important. So we don't feel like restricted to being collaborative with each other. Although like we have had a really awesome time being able to do that, but there's no like confinement in that. Yeah. So um, now that you guys have this like sweet like collective started, um, what do you guys want to see happen with it in the next few years? Do you uh, or just see? I'm a I'm a big dreamer. <laughs> Sometimes unrealistically, so I feel like Same. that's another way we balance each other out. As I'm like, <laughs> I want to do all the things, and you're like, let's start here, <laughs> and that you know it works for us. Um, I I think like to grow the collective into you know a place for not just like plus size roller skating, but just you know just a place to be like to to see someone like you doing a thing yeah. you're afraid to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think to give visibility to to people that don't otherwise have visibility doing really cool things. Yeah. That's that's a <laughs> no, I mean that's such an important goal. Yeah. I mean, think about think about kids, you know, when you were younger, mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. remember seeing somebody, you know, being visible for you? you know, being there as your role model and being there as the person that you want to grow to be, yeah. you know? And like, you know, I, I, I made a brief little joke earlier about like, there's a, there's a fat person, you know, on a shirt. Yeah. And it's like, I, I have a lot of friends who are not thin by any stretch of the imagination. And it's like, it almost feels like people forget that they exist because mm-hmm. they're unhealthy and they're stigmatized and like, right. you know, they shouldn't exist. Let's shun them, put them into the back. Let's put them in the closet. They don't belong here, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, they do belong here. They can be healthy very much. So, mm-hmm. and also you don't know their situation because sometimes they might, I don't act- want, I want to stab right there. Cause they, I don't want to like, we'd like, I don't want Sorry. you to explain Continue. the situation. I don't like, want to, all right, yeah. you're right. We're not explaining the situation. We're like, not. you can just be fat, and I can yeah. be who you are, and that's right. Like, and totally that doesn't fine. like well, prove your like. I think the thing that I've realized over the last like, because roller skating, roller derby, like all of 
the stuff that has happened because of roller skating in the last like three and a half years has made has made me realize like that being a fat person or however you want to like identify yourself like that your physicality does not dictate like your value as a human being. Yes. And I think that's the important thing. Um, but I, it is important to note, like by looking at a person and saying like, oh, this person is thin versus this person is is fat or pl- however you want to describe yourself. It doesn't mean like this thin person is automatically healthy and this fat person is automatically unhealthy. Right. So, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, there's that part Definitely. of it as well. And also like, I feel like, Personally, my weight works in my favor sometimes, like mm-hmm. more often than not, because I feel like when I'm dropping in, mm-hmm. I'm dropping in with like sometimes double the weight of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives me that momentum to like carve up and like really and mm-hmm. and and create those like moments of like heavy gravity where where you're like sticking to something where it doesn't make sense that right. you're sticking to it. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes my weight really helps me like ground myself. Um and I feel like that's that's something that my like fatness has given me. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It's not something that's like inhibited me where it's made it harder or I'm doing it in spite of it. Like right. You know what and and I feel like having that largeness kind of helps you um like figure out I don't want to say that (laughs) um that like it helps you strengthen your joints and stuff um so that my knees are able to carry my weight and that means Mm. my knees are pretty fucking strong knees like what you know you mean you're not gonna have like weak knees because (laughs) right like like your joints aren't gonna like go to shit and pop out and everything I mean mine mine mine, might (laughs) I mean well I think that's the thing is like um you know, not having visibility and then like seeing something, you're like, oh, that's so extraordinary. But um, it's more so like learning how to use your body mm-hmm. in tandem with the obstacles that you're skating, whether it's on a roller derby track or at a skating rink or at a skate park, like figuring like being in tune with your body and understanding how to use your body to do the things that you want to do, not, like, in spite of the fact that you have a, a larger body. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely fighting against your body does not help because mm-hmm. uh, how is that helping? How is that helping you accomplish something that's supposed to bring you sheer right. ec- ecstasy and joy? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. So to finish out, um, what does it mean to you to, like, to value your body? <laughs> I hate to be this guy. Um, but I feel like not needing to find value um was kind of the switch that flipped for me mm-hmm. um was that like i can just exist um and that like i don't i don't feel like i need to validate or like quantify or like find value that just like by existing and 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 doing things and you know finding my own way um is yeah. valuable yeah, like Caitlin said, like we're always told that we have to be productive. Yeah. And like that is something I struggle with all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like not constantly doing things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I, I have to constantly do things because of my OCD. But like even still, like I, I hate the fact that I have to do that because I feel like I need to. And it's like I don't I don't find that valuable to me because I yeah. have to do mm-hmm. it. Like it's a compulsion to do right. it. Mm-hmm. So I don't find it valuable whatsoever. Which yeah. is like so anti-counter capitalism and productivity and everything. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, like I, I agree with you. I also think like that I find like we sort of talked about earlier, but like 
the value in like what my body can do and the fact that like I can like get up every day and like walk to my car and then walk into the office and then leave and still be able to roller skate like that's the value that I find in my body yeah yeah like moving around on yeah wheels is like I forget that like when I'm getting frustrated with myself and then I remember like you can move around on skates and also fall and get up like that's amazing Mm -hmm. and it's hard to remember that like in the moment Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it reminds you of your resilience like sometimes i think we forget how resilient we really are until we're in situations where we're like on the floor and have to get back up (laughs) (laughs) so uh how do we find you how do we get in contact with you yeah so you can find us on instagram at chub club official um that's the best way to get in touch with us So thank you for listening in. Uh, we were so grateful to have these lovely ladies come talk to us this week. You can follow Chub Club Official on Instagram at Chub Club Official. And definitely give us a follow at Brow Pal Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Or send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. We love pictures of cats, dogs, uh, antelopes. Animals basically anything give me anything that is cute and i will take it um and remember don't don't be a dick. dick